Hey, J. Crew. Uh, this is Mark Oppenheimer from Unorthodox. Little bonus feature right now. A few weeks ago, I wrote a piece for the New York Times Sunday Review about the word Jew versus the word Jewish. Like, you notice how people will say, oh, a nice Jewish family moved in next door rather than some nice Jews moved in next door. Or, oh, my daughter's dating a nice Jewish boy, but not she's dating a Jew, which, again, sounds a little off. Anyway, so a little bonus feature for you, the J. Crew. This is me a few weeks ago on WNYC's On the Media being interviewed by Brooke Gladstone talking about my New York Times piece called Reclaiming Jew. Have a listen. Are you a little bit sad because you've done Jewess and now you've done Jew? Jew. You're kind of it. running out I'm of moving on to Hebrew and Yid and <laughs> kind of let me and like is Shice or something we can say? Let like me... we're going Shini, we're going to go Shini. Jew is a funny word because because Jew is the only word that is the, is the polite thing to call a group of people and the slur for the same group. That's Louis C.K. on a word that can be a semantic sand trap. Writing in the New York Times last weekend, Mark Oppenheimer argues that the word has accumulated so many dodgy associations across the centuries that Jews, non-Jews, and politicians avoid it altogether. Speaking at the U.S. Capitol in D.C. at the Holocaust Memorial Museum's Day of Remembrance Ceremony on Tuesday, Trump said Jewish 11 times, but Jew only twice. We've seen anti-Semitism on university campuses, in the public square, and in threats against Jewish citizens. Mark, as you noted in your piece, past presidents have suffered from this same verbal tick. Yes, you can go back to Ronald Reagan and Obama as well. It's a bipartisan tick, which is that when they issue their Passover or sometimes it's a Passover and Easter proclamation, they send much, much love out to all of the Christians and then they send it to the Jewish people. So the Christians get their noun, but Jews are not Jews. They're Jewish people or Jewish families. So how then did Jew come to be perceived as a sticky wicket, even in ordinary speech? Well, it's not historically the term that Jews themselves have used. It is used. It's used in the Talmud, for example. But Jews historically have talked of themselves until the past couple centuries as Israelites or Hebrews, that sort of thing. And Jews was a word that was often used by other people to describe us. I'll speak of us because Mm -hmm. I'm a Jew. Now, sometimes it was positive and sometimes it was neutral. But beginning in the 17th century, you see it creeping very much into what became modern English as a slur, as somebody who's rejected Christ or somebody who has congeries of of negative attributes. But we can't say Hebrews and Israelites anymore. (laughs) Right. In the United States and in English, Israelite became problematic after 1948 because there actually was a country called Israel. So it became a weird thing to say. And Hebrew very much became the language Hebrew. So talking about people as Hebrews became strange. But of course, the 92nd Street Y in New York City, the great cultural center, is the Young Men's and Women's Hebrew Association. So it was only in the last century that we stopped saying Hebrews. Mm -hmm. But that did leave us with – A word gap. (laughs) Right. We have a word gap, which is that a couple of the words that we used to all feel comfortable with for a century or two now seem antiquated, so we can't use them. The natural word that describes this group of people we're talking about, 
obviously is going to be something like Jew or Jewish. The problem is that the noun Jew or the three-letter word Jew, for one thing, it's been used as a very, very negative verb in English. So to Jew someone is to try to cheat them. So that's a negative connotation of the word. But also there is this problem that it is used as a slur, that to call someone a real Jew, for example, is negative. Since you've cued it, we have a piece of tape that illustrates this point. You at Grammy Hall would call a real Jew. Thank you. Yeah, well, you know, she hates Jews. She thinks that they just make money. But let me tell you, I mean, she's the one. And is she ever? I'm telling you. <laughs> Annie Hall. We know that if we do this thought experiment, someone in behind us in line at the supermarket uh, refers to someone. Let's make it a sweet, nice lady talking in a sweet voice, but she refers to someone, to the person she's standing next to or the person on her cell phone as a real Jew. We would all sort of tense up and think, what a slur. If that same person talked about someone as a real Christian, we would all think, Oh, a real Christian, <laughs> generous and kind. I mean, and this is true for all Americans and I would say Canadians and Brits as well, that a real Jew is a bad thing and a real Christian is a good thing. So when the real version of it is bad and negative, even the word itself to say I'm a Jew or a couple Jews moved in next door seems a little bit sinister even when it's a Jew doing the talking. As a matter of fact, in your op-ed, you cited a conversation you had with an editor following the uh, 2000 election. I was working at the Hartford Current, and I was writing a piece about how, according to the popular vote anyway, but for the Electoral College, the American people just elected a Jew, Senator Lieberman, as vice president. But come on, he was a big Jew. <laughs> he was a big Jew. Lieberman's a huge Jew. This is this is part of his selling point, and it's partly why evangelical Christians loved him. You know, he wore his piety on his his right and left sleeves. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it seemed to me a fairly safe thing to say, especially writing for the newspaper in Hartford, Connecticut, Lieberman's home state that always elected him resoundingly. And hey, my byline is Oppenheimer. I don't think anyone mistakes me for anything but a Jewish reporter. Mm -hmm. So it seems safe to say. The copy desk went ballistic and said, well, you can't say that we elected a Jew, Senator Lieberman, as vice president. They wanted to say a Jewish vice president, Senator Lieberman, rather than a Jew. The copy editor was a Gentile, was a non-Jew, a super well-meaning guy who just didn't want me or the newspaper to sound anti-Semitic. But I got my, my hackles up. I said, he is a Jew. Why is that a negative thing? I, of course, was being a bit precious. We all know that for a lot of readers, to call someone a Jew does feel negative. And that's for Jewish readers as well as Christian readers. Right, because people don't want to be reduced to a single factor. And if you're secular, whether you're Jewish or Christian or Muslim, you don't want to be identified by your religion. Well, I, first of all, I think that even irreligious Jews are still Jews. If someone says, what are you, right? They notice your last name, not a last name that's been changed somewhere along the way like Gladstone, but a last name like <laughs> – You mean made up last, in steerage? <laughs> yeah, made up in steerage, but a last name like Oppenheimer that's mm -hmm. been Jewy for, you know, hundreds of years now. <laughs> and they say, you know, what are you? And we know what they're asking, right? Mm -hmm. I just think there's something great about being able to say, I'm a Jew. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I don't think it necessarily implies a high level of religious observance. I think you make your decision for yourself. But my point is there's nothing negative about any right. of this. I feel like some part of you is still saying, if I say I'm a Jew, people will make incorrect assumptions about me. 
I don't know. I would, I would have to dig into my psyche to know if that's true. Really, I was urging writers, especially Jewish writers and Jewish politicians and Jewish entertainers, people who, who have a public persona, to not be afraid of the noun. All over Twitter, there are Christian athletes as well as TV stars as well as animal trainers. In that little bio you get on your homepage, they will often say, you know, I'm a father, I'm a lion tamer, I'm a pastor, I'm a Christian. And it's lovely that they feel that sort of ownership over that piece of their identity, not their whole identity. But my assumption is that if they list it among their defining qualities, then they are practicing Christians. First of all, I think that's wrong. I think that's a misunderstanding of the Christian world. They might just be saying it's exceedingly central to who I am. But again, they'll list it as one of five or ten things. It's so characteristic of American Jews who are so worried about anti-Semitism and do have this tendency to want to keep our heads down. We're afraid to list Jew even as among our top five or ten characteristics. And when we do list it, it has to be, well, Jewish, not I'm a Jew. But I think that you're being, frankly, presumptuous. I'm neither fearful of the term nor, you know, desirous of keeping my head down. God knows. I just, (laughs) I don't endorse religiosity of any kind. I don't think the word has anything to do with religiosity. And historically, it doesn't. If you're talking to someone on the show and you want to talk about, you know, something that Larry David has just produced or something that Bernie Sanders has just said, and you say, well, so-and-so, who, of course, is Jewish, if saying he's a Jew would be presumptuous and say too much, what does Jewish say? See, I think it says he's ancestrally Jewish. I think that's all we presume about Bernie Sanders, right? We're not presuming anything about his prayer life or his belief in God or whatever. All I'm saying is that saying that you're a Jew makes the same claim about heritage, but it does it in a way that I feel is a little bit prouder. I was saying there's no reason to avoid, as the presidents have in these proclamations, Jews as a noun. That's a perfect way to end, but I have to (laughs) raise an issue with you that my co-host Bob Garfield raised during our editorial meeting. He says that when a non-Jewish person refers to Jewish people or someone as Jewish rather than as a Jew, he thinks that that's a sign of Jewish discomfort. If they use Jewish. Yeah. I recognize that all of us, Jew and non-Jew alike, have a lot of trouble talking about Jews in English. There is no word that is unloaded. Indeed, one rabbi I know said, we'll know that anti-Semitism has fully ended when nobody pauses for even a microsecond to think about how to talk about Jews. That's really true. I'm not immune. As a writer, I often think, do I say that someone is, comma, a Jew, or do I say, who is Jewish? This is a really tough question. And I don't presume that I have an answer for how well-meaning Gentile writers can handle this. I only think that myself... I can be proud about using the word Jew. Language changes very fast. You know, if we think about how recently it was that queer was an entirely negative term and now it's mostly a positive term used by gay people. If we think about how quickly the euphemism treadmill changes for black people from Negro to colored to black to African-American to of color and now black is actually coming back, the linguists are Mm -hmm. saying. So language is incredibly quickly mutating and I think it would be not so difficult a project for us to say that it's okay for Jews to be Jews. Thank you very much, Mark. Thanks for having me. 
Mark Oppenheimer is the host of the Unorthodox podcast and the author of a forthcoming book about what it means to be a Jew. His recent piece in the New York Times Sunday Review is called Reclaiming Jew. You know, I was having lunch with some guys from NBC. So I said, uh, did you eat yet or what? And Tom Christie said, no, Jew? Not did you, Jew eat? Jew? No, not did you eat, but Jew eat? Jew, you get it? Jew eat? Uh. 